All right, this is Brent Leary, and with me today is Michelle Huff. Michelle is the Chief Marketing Officer for Act On Software. Michelle, thank you for joining me today. Thanks for having me. So we're going to start talking about something that you kind of brought to my attention, this this phrase, adaptive journeys, uh, and what that means. But before we do that, why don't you give us a little bit of your personal background? Sure. So my career, actually, I've, I've been in high tech for a long time and started off in marketing um, at a small company and uh, and then headed to kind of a mid-sized business selling a you know, website technology and content uh, moved to, we were acquired by Oracle. So spent five years at Oracle um, and then went to Salesforce. And so I was actually there for four years and uh, ran marketing, product management with their general manager before heading over to, um, to act on here as their CMO. So it's been a fun journey. And what uh, I love coming to act on is it's very rare where you get to market a product um, where you're selling to, you know, where I'm my own target market, <laughs> where we get to connect with marketers all the time, and it's um, it's been really nice. Well, very good. And and one of the things that kind of caught my attention, you, know, you guys just recently announced some some interesting news, uh, and, and it's around this area you're calling adaptive journeys, and it's also powered by machine learning. Uh, and you know, when you talk about AI, machine learning, that's what everybody's talking about right now. Uh, but from a marketing perspective, what you're calling adaptive journeys, maybe you could describe exactly what that is and maybe how does that compare contrast to what we traditionally hear when we hear the term customer journey? Yeah, so we were we were thinking about um, trying to articulate um, things that we're building into the product. And when we took a step, uh, a step back, um, you know, every time we think about customer journeys, and, and it's something that we've been building um, just within our own marketing team, it's just thinking about how uh, people interact with our brand. And, you know, you, you read articles online, and I'm sure you've written some where we, we talk about how the customer journey has been completely disrupted by technology, right? So many people um, uh, start off with a web search nowadays when they're trying to learn more instead of contacting someone from your department or from, from sales. Um, people turn to social media for peer reviews. But if you, even if the same person or two people start with a web search, if you really think about their own journey, how they might start doing research, connecting with people, um, their own path and how they're going to engage and the number of touches they have is, is very unique to them. And, you know, I, I think some of the challenges kind of come in, in twofold where one is a little bit of the uh, buyer perspective, right? So if you've been thinking about how ourselves, how we buy, you know, marketing, we've always tried to find ways to make it personalized. And so we think in personas, right? And we think about nurture tracks. Um, but I think as buyers, in some sense, we don't like stereotypes as people. But in some sense, when we're always kind of forced down these, these predefined paths, and then it feels like, you know, no matter what I do, I always end up getting the same white paper. <laughs> right? it, it almost kind of feels like a, a stereotype from a buying standpoint. And, and, you know, we work really differently and we aren't always buying. And it's, it's a little frustrating when um, we, we only kind of hear from the company when they want something from us. Right. We, the last interaction is when marketing thinks we're done. Right. We converted a lead to a customer. High five. We're over. Mm -hmm. um, and we don't come back until we're, we're trying to do an upsell program. And so, I think, you know, marketing has been trying to adapt and thinking about, 
you know, number one, how we make that journey with the customer more personalized and authentic. Right? How do we actually start engaging with them on the channels that they want to? And we know, like, it's actually hard to adapt to make it, right, really much more authentic and, and adapt to these channels. But also, you see a lot of marketing departments thinking about now the, the full life cycle. So how do we make sure customers, you know, get onboarded and think about uh, realizing the value of their existing investment so that eventually they can become, you know, ideally advocates and, and maybe start expanding the relationship. And so, you know, like looking at all those challenges, um, we, we were thinking about, you know, how can machine learning really help this? Because in some sense, trying to track and score and measure and connect all the different interactions and actually learn from it is really hard, right, like at scale. And so uh, what, what we're wanting to do and what our vision is is really building this into marketing automation and pairing that um, so that as marketers, when we build out these journeys and when people interact with us, um, it can really adapt, right, and change to um, the message that they want, you know, a message that's right for them um, at the time they're ready to engage and, and in the channel that they want. So we, I've heard a lot, and we, you know, everybody's kind of talking about AI and machine learning and insights. And I just wrote, wrote something for Sierra Magazine recently where you look at that AI and how it's driving AI, and that's like how artificial intelligence is driving automated insights. Uh, how does uh, the all this wealth of information coming in from all these different channels and kind of different perspectives, how does that help the modern marketer today connect and stay connected along that journey? I don't know if it's uh, they're using that information to guide them on the journey or are they using that information to stay connected as the customer goes on the journey? But how does all that information specifically help the modern marketer do their job today? Yeah, well, so it's interesting because we were, we were talking to some customers even on our focus groups and, and you know, one comment that really stood out to me was when um, a customer was thinking, you know, I've heard a lot about um, artificial intelligence and even when I hear you talking about adapting the customer journey, that sounds great, but that seems like something one of these huge companies, right, with a, a large marketing department can do and, and not something that that I can actually, as my own kind of small mid-sized business, like can it can achieve. And so I think for me, um, when we think of artificial intelligence and insight, um, it needs to be actionable. Um, it's it's really hard when you just have to, as marketing, go to some separate place to be like learning from stuff, you know, off cycle, and then thinking about how you want to apply it. Um, I think. Uh, you know, we've talked before, one that we've tried to think about is just even something really specific like when to send an email. <laughs> and so, right, when to send an email, there's the, the marketing thing of do I send the email at 9 a.m. on a Tuesday? Do I send it at 10 a.m. on a Wednesday? You know, we, marketing oftentimes will we'll put in, you know, especially for marketing automation, we'll put in features as well, not just 10 a.m., um, you know, at headquarters, it's 10 a.m. in the specific time zone. And while that's great, you know, if you think about how we come up with that decision, 
Um, sometimes it's literally just, you know, thumb in the air, <laughs> finger in the air, let's go for nine. But sometimes, you know, we, we do have separate insights, right? We look at our past campaigns and we try to take a look at the open rates and, and see, hey, guess what? Based on this, we tend to get, you know, better open rates if we send it on this specific day of the week. And, and, and you know, it takes a little time. You have to look and you also have to take some risk and try different days and times with other messages. Um, but it's ultimately always a little bit of a guesswork. Um, and it's also um, in aggregate, right? So no matter what, even if you pick 9 a.m. because it's the better open rate, um, there's a lot of other people where maybe that's not the optimal time and you are kind of blanket applying that to everyone, right? It's like kind of that stereotype again. And so where I kind of think about, you know, the insights, it's not just knowing um, but how do we take that information and apply it into what we do in an easy way for marketers to do, right? Because no matter, even if the, the, the answer <laughs> was available, but you had to answer hundreds of questions in a week and all of them required an analyst to sit down and review things for days. Like it's just, it's not really practical, right? So how do we, how do we take that um, and actually go through and in real time, continue to learn um, and apply it. So that ultimately, what marketing has to do is just pick a button and say, why don't you just send this email when it's the optimal engagement time for each unique person? So when it goes out, you might read yours at 7 o'clock in the morning. Um, I've got two small kids, so I actually read a ton of my stuff at 10 or 11 o'clock at night. And as a marketer, I just had to pick a button. And for me, as you know, one day my kids will grow up. I might not start. <laughs> I might not stay to be a 10 or 11 o'clock person, um, and it might change. And and the nice thing is artificial intelligence, where all these insights will keep learning and adapting um, based on those changes. So how does uh, this this technology, the automated insights, the kind of the ability to to have systems aggregate data and analyze it and and push out infor information that could be really important and critical to building a relationship with customers. But how does how does that technology in the hands of marketing, how does that change the relationship that marketing has with the sales folks? Yeah, well, you know, I guess how I've always thought of, of marketing and sales is that, you know, just even as a, you know, a business leader, if, if you had the ideal way to interact with your customers, you would want the best sales rep to be one-to-one -one interacting with every single one of your customers, right? Because like they would be the ones who would remember their birthdays, just check in to see how they're doing, read about an article, and be like, hey, you know, based on this last conversation we had, I thought you might find this interesting. Um, right, you know, once they become customers, you know, how's it going? And 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 just constantly interacting on a great way and and um, in a personalized way. And and the challenges. You know, as we grow as businesses, we can't have a one-to-one -one <laughs> rep for every customer we have. And so marketing has really helped scale, right, that relationship and, and sales so that we can, um, especially, right, as this journey is disrupted and people start researching before they even reach out to anyone in the company, you know, how do we make sure we have the, the right brand experience and, and provide the right set of information? And, and once we kind of get to know them, how do we how do we remember them and say, hey, based on this last thing you thought you were interested in, and you know, I thought you might find this article interesting too. And, and so I, I just feel like um, it almost 
you know, if we can really uh, find ways to have what we send out in marketing be more personalized and authentic, you know, reaching out in the channel they prefer, um, and at when they're most ready to engage, uh, that really helps us, I think, align even closer with sales because, you know, it, it almost frees up their time to really focus on the most, um, in making their time the most optimal. So I think it, it almost makes the, the partnership stronger. And finally, where how much time do marketers have to get going with this technology and to be able to leverage these insights? Uh, it seems like customers, uh, they're moving at the, the speed of light because they're ad adopting technology faster than ever. They're adapting their life to take advantage of what the technology has to offer to create better experiences for themselves. So how quickly do marketers have to get up to speed with this idea of adaptive journeys and leveraging, you know, the data and the, the machine learning to have those nuggets delivered so that they can keep up. <laughs> I know. Um, yeah, right. It is a struggle. I feel like every time I talk to people in marketing, we're, we're running. <laughs> we're, we're trying to adapt. And uh, I guess um, how I've always thought about it is, you know, you, it does, it's an evolution, right? Because I think that um, if you even look at, at social media, um, there's still many people marketing who are still, you know, trying to figure out better ways to interact and, and engage with people on those channels. Um, and, you know, I think adopting new technologies, uh, I think one way that we've, we've thought about um, adaptive journeys, right, even some of the, the journeys we, we see in our own personal lives with, uh, you know, Google Maps and Waze and, and how you put in your destination and based on knowing all these different points of data, where you're at in your journey, right, with your phone and your GPS, and layering in all these different data, it starts kind of recommending and learning your frequent destinations, your commuting hours, your preferred routes, right? And, and it's kind of going and doing all of that. Um, and, you know, it, it's providing this information. And, and from a marketing automation standpoint, it's going to be doing that too. And so if you, it, there's still a lot of people I talk to in marketing that aren't even using marketing automation. So I just feel like if you are, you know, wanting to take advantage of this, at least starting to think about how do I, start putting in um, and thinking about the full customer life cycle, right? How do I start putting in a lot of my um, assets and programs and putting them into systems so it's starting to track and score and measure? Um, the nice thing is if you're in that, as a lot of these different adaptive capabilities come out, right, you'll be able to just start taking advantage of them. And I think the nice thing is within your own strategy, um, you'll start seeing it. You'll you'll just be ahead of the game because you'll have some benchmarks of what works. You'll start seeing what works best within your own target market, um, and just be further along than than the other peers within your market. So you know, I think part of it is just being open and, and learning and hearing about these different trends, and then making sure you're kind of putting your own. Um, Market, MarTech stack and what you're putting in place and your programs and, and kind of future-proofing yourself. So kind of getting into the right spot so that you can kind of quickly start taking advantage when all of it starts um, becoming available to you. Yeah, just one last quick question. And I, I like to ask this to folks like you. Uh, with all this great technology that you know, folks like you and other companies are putting out that 
really improves the ability to to understand what's on the mind of customers in real time and then use that understanding to to hopefully optimize the 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 chance that they'll respond to you based on your understanding what they're looking for. Are you surprised that we're still really low in the adoption of marketing automation technology, even with all that you just talked about and all that's out there for people? <laughs> I am. You know, I, it's um, it's interesting. I still um, meet with it. It really depends on the interest, uh, industry, too. So we, we do see, um, you know, oftentimes in high tech, a lot of, uh, marketers are, you know, much, they take advantage of these types of technologies faster, and there's other types of uh, industries where either they're just starting to. Um, and so it does kind of surprise me sometimes, because I've, I've been in high tech for a while, and I've used it for a while, and I keep thinking, how do people survive? Because <laughs> you, know, you can really do so much more. Um, but I, I think, I, I do see tipping points, and I do see more conversations and people hearing about it. So you think maybe a year or two from now, once once more of this technology is out there and, and people understand how they could use it, maybe, do you think we'll see a, an accelerated move to uh, adopting more of this kind of technology? Or are we still going to be kind of still trudging along with pretty low adoption numbers? No, I, I do. I mean, I think, I think we're already starting on a, a faster and faster pace. And I do think as we start seeing these technologies, it'll be even more obvious where people will, will suddenly um, look around and, and think, how is that company doing that? Um, and try to figure out, you know, how they can kind of keep up. And, and I guess for me, I always don't want to be the, the last person in my kind of peer group to be taking on these, these new technologies. Um, you know, it's, it's, there's always a little risk when you're the first one. Um, but it's, it's it's hard when you're the last and everyone else is doing something and, and you're trying to catch up. <laughs> Michelle, where can people learn more about what ActOn is doing with adaptive journeys and all the other marketing automation technology you offer? Yeah, well, um, actually, if you just go to act-on.com slash adapt, um, you can learn a little bit more about um, where we think the future of marketing is heading and adaptive journeys. 